0: Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now, here's Connie.
1: Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me this week. My motivational quote happens to be by one of the most influential and impactful uh, people in my life from, from when I was in my 20s, and it's Zig Ziglar. And he says, Every choice you make has an end result. Every business has to remain relevant and current, don't we? That includes how an organization, excuse me, markets itself and gets the word out about how great their products and services are. So what's the best course of action for a company to take? You know, given the current technology landscape that businesses have to navigate through, it's tremendous and oftentimes so overwhelming. How do we choose the proper course of action and more importantly, how do we actually implement that plan? Today we have an expert guest, Jessica Rhodes, and she's going to help us look at how we approach marketing using podcasting to get your word out as well as another means of generating revenue. Jessica is the founder and CEO of InterviewConnections.com, the premier guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts, and she is the claimed author of Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast for Both Sides of the Mic. Love the title. Jessica helps her viewers rock the podcast for both sides of the mic. She hosts co-hosts three podcasts. Because she has so much time. Roads to Success, the Podcast Producers, and the Parenting Roads. Jessica knows the podcast industry. She's a sought after speaker on the power of podcast interviews. She speaks regularly at Dream Business Academy and has shared the stage with top podcasters at Podcasters Movement. Phew! With that, please help, help me get, uh, welcome my beautiful guest, Jessica Rhodes. So, Jessica, thank you so much for being on.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I love your energy, Connie. I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, you feel it. That's how I roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's, let's share with everyone, why should business owners or businesses in general want to be interviewed on podcasts? Because it can be a little intimidating.
2: Yeah, I mean, the main big reason that you should want to be interviewed on podcasts is it, it sets you up for really effective networking. And because a lot of people get a little squeamish when I say network, and they're like, oh, networking is slimy, relationship building, whatever you want to call it. When you yeah. are on a podcast, you are meeting somebody new, you're having a conversation, you're getting to know each other as the guest expert, you are providing value to them and their show and their audience. And it's this great time where you can be talking about what you do and your expertise and it's not a sales conversation. You know, so often if we go to networking events or conferences, um, it almost feels like you are, you're in sales mode and some people don't want to be sold to and there's this like, I don't know how long I want to talk to you. But when you're in a podcast, there's no selling, there's no pitching. It is all content. So it, it, it just provides this great platform and this opportunity to be talking with somebody and to be getting exposure. So you're doing one-to-one marketing. You're just talking to one other person, but because it's being recorded and put on and being put online as a podcast, all these other people are going to listen to it. So you're getting the you know the benefits of one-to-many marketing by just having to talk to one person um, directly. So it's great relationship marketing, and then it's also amazing press that you can leverage. So when you're on a podcast, that content is being recorded, and then it is available to listen to in the future. So you could do really creative things with your podcast interviews, such as putting them on your website, on your press page, you can take your interviews and edit together some type of speaker reel, um, and within each of those interviews, there's so many blog posts. You know, you can take them, transcribe them, listen to them, and write up the content as a blog post. So there's so many benefits to them, but those are just a couple to start us off.
1: You know, it's interesting because um, I've been doing this for about two and a half years, and I have the interesting thing as, as having a podcast, right, on, on the host, people find me. So that's the first thing I found very interesting, because I kept thinking, oh, how am I going to find people all the time? The second thing that kind of blew my doors off are people from all around the world. I just interviewed a a gentleman last week, and he was in Spain. So I've had people from the Netherlands, from Ireland, like crazy (sighs) stuff. And the other interesting thing is I get um, you know, LinkedIn, they send you an invite, accept my invitation. And I think, yeah. oh my God, they're from Ireland. Who is this? And it's through someone I had on my show that now they're trying to connect with me on LinkedIn. And again, it just expands your whole network exponentially that you would never have without having this digital format. The other interesting thing that you're saying, um, do. Um, blogs, blog, blog posts, etc. I have a client and I they they interviewed me and they listen regularly to my podcast. So recently they said, hey, can we take your podcast, because they have a lot of entrepreneurs that go to their LinkedIn um, blog. It's like a blog, but on the LinkedIn mm-hmm. platform.
2: Yeah, sure. And, right.
1: Yeah. So she uh, said, can we take your 30-minute show and shrink it into three-minute content sharer for entrepreneurs, I was like, Oh my God, I'm humbled by this, but of course you can. Mm -hmm. So the usage is endless that you just don't realize. Now I know this is one of many ways for businesses to market themselves. Why? Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's the most expansive or do you think it's in combination with other key marketing ideas?
2: Definitely in combination with. So my friend Paul Colligan hosts a podcast called The Podcast Report. And what I love, and I haven't listened to it in a little while, so I don't know if he still says this, but when I listened, he always started with, you know, we we, we go deep. We're not, you know, our audience doesn't go that wide, but we go deep. So with a podcast, and when you're a guest on a podcast, when you host your own show, you're not going to have the largest audience. There are other platforms and other ways to market where you're going to get your content in front of more ears and eyeballs but with a with a podcast you go way deeper you know so you have much more engaged ears and eyes when you're on a podcast so it is definitely really good to use podcast interviews as a host or a guest in combination with other marketing and I'll tell you why so I was I do all types of marketing I do videos blogs podcasts I go on other shows um, a couple years ago, I had been interviewed on a show called Leaders in the Trenches. And I also have my own podcast. Shortly after, I went to a big conference called Social Media Marketing where I was like 2,000 people there. It's huge. And so I was getting breakfast the first day and this man named Adrian Porter came up to me and he was like, you're Jessica Rhodes, aren't you? And I thought, well, yes, I am. <laughs> Who are you? you know, like. <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, I heard your interview on Leaders in the Trenches. And then I went to your site and I started listening to your podcast and I saw some of your videos and and then here you are. So I was just sold, number one, on having multiple forms of marketing because if somebody finds you in one place – they like you. They like your content. They're going to want more of you in different ways. So the videos are really key because he could hear me on a podcast, but now he knows what I look like because he saw my videos. And yeah, he could hear one interview with me on the show that he listens to. But if he likes me, then now he can hear me every week on my podcast. So it's really key. I'm not, I, a lot of people are blogging about like articles on Forbes and Entrepreneur coming out. Be a guest on podcast. Be a guest. It's so much easier than hosting a show. And I'm like over here going, being a guest is not a replacement for hosting your own show. Absolutely. There are two different kinds of marketing. So you still should be hosting your own show. You still should own your own media. Being a guest is like the best way to market your podcast.
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Or your book, like you have the new book mm-hmm. out. So that's another exactly. great way Yep, to get your – again, it's this whole – It's like casting your net, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more venues you have that people can find you. The other thing, too, Jess, that I I have found... You know, I have my own business and I do a lot of training where I go to corporations. Mm -hmm. I see where they're lacking skill more from a sales and communication standpoint and then presentation skills, that type of thing. And then Mm -hmm. I create the content and I train it, okay? Mm -hmm. So when I first started the podcast, my brother said to me, you shouldn't do that because you're so good live and now people are just going to hear you. They're not going to be able to see you. And I thought, yeah, but I, I think I have a good energy just with my voice, too, and then I have videos on my website so they could still go and see me if they want to or hire me if you want me to come live, right? right? So yeah. it's been, it, I I agree with you, it drives people, and and the other cool thing with hosting your own podcast is people then download you and then every like mine goes up every Monday so people commute right. with me every Tuesday so you have a lot mm-hmm. of recurring listeners which is really cool who then bring you even more listeners it's,
2: it's awesome yeah exactly people will the great thing about a podcast having it be on demand is that people can listen on their own schedule yeah so if you have a live radio show and you're not recording it putting it or out as a podcast you know of course you're getting if you happen to be on AM or FM radio you're going to get people that are driving in their car listening to you um, and There's great value in that i was recently interviewed on a radio show my friend uh nathan his father has he's the second longest talk radio show in the country longest running in here in rhode island it's called money talk on am 790 and my friend nathan is now co-hosting with him they brought me in for an interview and the woman who works across the hall from me here in my office building, she's like, oh, I heard somebody on the radio talking about podcasting. And I was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and so she's like, <laughs> she, goes, she goes, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like the music that's on the radio, and I don't want to listen to talk radio, you know, politics and stuff. So she's like, yeah, so I listen to money talk, and I heard you. So there, here's a woman, you know, she's listening passively in her car. She heard something about podcasting. She had, she had no connection, the fact that it was me. So, I really do believe that when somebody is listening to a radio, um, they just happen to be listening to it because it's live and it's being aired at a time that's convenient for them. They happen to want to listen to it at the time. It's more of a passive experience. But when I choose to listen to a podcast, I Mm -hmm. am going to wait and listen to that content when I can really pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to listen to it when I'm driving and I can like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to download this. I'm going to consume this content right now. So, you do get more engaged ears when it's on their time
1: yeah it's interesting two things first an article was written that now and I think it's more the millennials in their 30s they prefer podcasts because they can pick and choose what they listen to when they listen to it and everybody has a smartphone right so they download it and then they can Mm -hmm. listen to it in the car on the train whatever okay so they're down yeah it has surpassed the number of, and I want to say it was iTunes music downloads. The podcast mm-hmm. has surpassed the music downloads. So that was kind of an interesting um little tidbit of information. Um, the other thing, I just I just read an article and it was saying that how to be your, your most productive and read, be an avid reader and it's so hard because we're so busy, right, so um, mm-hmm. it might have been the Huffington Post or Success Magazine, I don't remember, but the author was saying he downloads podcasts, he does Audible, he has an account with Audible so he can listen to his books on tape, so even if he's you know brushing his teeth, he'll put the podcast on while he is getting ready in the morning and listen to the podcast or listen to a book. And I thought, oh my God, there's so much information available to us, free, all free content, and all you have to do is find the ones that resonate with you, download them, and they come right to your phone automatically. It's really brilliant. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I can. So I'm a millennial. Actually, I'm 29 years old. So I definitely relate to that. I don't listen to, you know, I heart. If I want to just have music on, I don't want to search through my phone for what I want to listen to. I'll just put it on. Um, I. Never watch TV. Just what is on. I only watch on demand or Netflix. Yeah. And I'll tell you a funny story. So, um, my son, he's he's gonna be four next month, and and so he's like, I want to watch a show. So I was like, All right, let's just put something on. I'll just go to like PBS Kids or something, and we'll just watch whatever's on. And I put it on, and I don't remember what was on. He goes, Well, I want to watch, um, you know, Curious George or Daniel Tiger. And I was like, Well, that's not on right now. He's like, but that's what I wanna watch. I was like, well, just watching what is on TV This is what someone else's side is on. He's like, well, that seems silly.
1: You know, it Uh. is actually
2: absurd to this young gen, like my kids, their generation, why would we just watch what somebody else decided to put on right now? I want to choose what wow. I want to watch. So it's really interesting like, to see it. And uh, Paul Colligan, who I mentioned already, he, he had a similar story. He's like, I never – he has kids that are a little bit older, like teenagers. And he goes, I always have a podcast. And one day I forgot my phone or my iPod or something. And he just put on the radio. And his kids are like, what's the radio? He goes, well, it's, it's like podcasts, but you somebody else decides what you're going to listen to. And the kids do the same thing. That's ridiculous. Why would I let somebody else decide what I'm going to listen yeah. to? Yeah. Well, you know what it is though, the kid, I
1: mean, you you really did you you grew up 29 years old. You grew up on technology I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. for me, this whole thing like DVRing and going mm-hmm. on demand um, it, it, yeah. You know, we had three channels, I know, and I walked uphill both ways yeah. to school, right? I'm telling my you know, yeah. <laughs> story. it snowed every day. It snowed <laughs> every day, you know. So we have we have such a different mindset, but the kids, mm-hmm. they want it now. They want it on demand. They want to listen to what they want. So I think that the podcast thing specifically, you're going to find the content you're looking for, whatever interests you, and that's what you're going to listen to more and more and more. It's going to become more popular. Um, before we mm-hmm. take break, I want to ask you, what steps, especially entrepreneurs, but any business owner, even somebody in a marketing in, in a company, what, mm-hmm. what steps can they take to position themselves as a celebrity expert in their niche?
2: I would definitely just start, you know, get yourself on your website, first of all. So a lot of businesses that I talk to or the CEO or the founder wants to start getting interviewed, I go to their website and there's no bio, there's no photo, so you want to just look at, you know, look at traditional Hollywood celebrities. They're all over the place. They're face, They're being quoted. They're getting themselves out there. So you want to start leading, um, you know, following their example. So at the very least, I would start by making sure on your website there is an about page. It has your bio, your photo, so people can see that you are the face, you know, behind the company that you work for. Um, and then also having a one sheet is a really important step. So mm-hmm. something that has your bio, interview topics, interview questions. So if you do get booked, when you get booked for an interview, you can provide that to the host so they have everything they need to be prepared for an interview with you. And it's simple, right? You do it once
1: and done and, done and go. Or you could have a couple depending on what content you want to speak about. But it's easy peasy. Um, makes your life easier, more productive, and more effective. Yes, that's excellent. All right, let's take a quick break. Then when we come back, I, I want to shift gears and because people are going, yeah, but how do I get guests then? Because so, I, honestly, I felt that way too. Oh, my God, how many friends do I have? Who can I have on? And how boring is that going to be? So how do we get the guests? That's another good area to explore when we come back, okay?
0: A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com.
1: We are back. We are speaking with my expert, Jessica Rhodes, and we're really talking about the power of podcasting and how it is becoming such a relevant tool for us to market ourselves, market our businesses, and just get content out there that makes you relevant and a great resource uh, for people to hire you. So how do we find those great guests if people choose to do the podcast, Jess? Because that's a tough one.
2: Yeah, I mean, the first thing is just to get clear on why you're podcasting and what your goal is for the podcast – so you know, are you doing this to provide a certain kind of content um, expertise to your listeners, and who are those listeners? So getting really clear on why you're doing a podcast. Some people start podcasts because they don't really care how big the audience is, but they want to have a space where they can be having conversations with strategically chosen people, right? So uh, somebody that I know, you know, owns a small local marketing business, so he really doesn't care about growing a huge audience, uh, growing a huge audience for the show internationally, but he interviews other local business owners, because those are really good connections. If he interviews them on his podcast, they get to know each other. Well, if they need his marketing services, he's an obvious person to choose because they just have this great interview together where he gave them press for their local business. Um, so that's, that's one thing to think about. Um, I did a whole podcast episode about this on my show. And the first thing that I really tell people is look at your inner circle You know, who do you already know? So looking around, you know, who are your clients? Who are your people that refer people to you? Who are your friends in your industry? So looking around and really just going through that personal Rolodex of potential guests and starting there, as long as they are a good fit for the show, their content is relevant. I think it's great when you're starting a podcast, interview people that you know first because you're not going to be very good at first. So it's great to do your first couple interviews with guests who are going to be kind. They're going to be supportive. You know, you're not going to be nervous. It stinks to do your first couple of interviews with people that you're really nervous with because you're already nervous because you're doing a podcast so definitely start with people that you know, start with your inner circle. And then from there, if you're looking for experts, I mean, looking at who's writing books on the topics that you're interested in. So coming up with a list of topics that you want to address on your podcast. If you're a business show, maybe you want to talk about client retention, maybe you want to talk about you know, lead generation, um, website conversions, coming up with the list of all the topics that are relevant to your potential, to your new listeners, and then finding the go-to experts for those topics. So experts typically, a lot of them have written books about their topic. so looking on Amazon and seeing who's publishing books and who's launching books around it. Um, also, there are people that are probably doing videos on YouTube about your topic, There are probably, they have a podcast, maybe they're getting interviewed on other shows, so going to all these different spaces and seeing, all right, who's already out there talking about this? And then approaching those individuals um, to be interviewed, and then if you have a you know a services business where you're working with a lot of clients, um, I think it's great to use your podcast as a way to interview your clients. In fact, mm-hmm. my podcast Roads to Success is about to be rebranded into the interview connections podcast and our guests will only be people that work with us because we have over 100 clients so why not feature them and have them talk about you know how they get interviewed what their tips are so not only are we still providing valuable content for our listeners but it's also a way that we can connect with our clients and kind of increase their attention because when we're well the more you talk to your clients the longer they're going to want to work with you because they feel more connected to you so potentially interviewing people that are your clients that could also be a really great fit. You know, it's funny cause that's exactly how I started and I still do because I think my clients are so
1: great and so brilliant. And you know, when they're doing really relevant things in the marketplace, you want to get that word out. So I, I love the podcast and you said a couple of things. Um, it's personal. You get Mm -hmm. that one-on-one, but it's deeper than just, like you said, going to a networking event. Hey, what do you do? Give me your card. Let's have lunch. Okay, Mm -hmm. bye. It's personal. And the funny thing is, like, the one gentleman I had from Ireland, we've become friends. And even though there's a huge, you know, um, a time difference, he was so kind when he found out I had a 17 year old son and I was tell- telling my husband that I was going to have this gentleman on who was um a cutman, which is the kickboxing, they, they're they in the mm-hmm. side. But what he's doing is he's trying to change that industry. My show is Architect of Change. So I love change mm-hmm. agents. And he was trying to get it to be a much cleaner, healthier way to address these, these men. So anyway, I mentioned my son, and he heard me talking, and I was going to have a cutman on. And I had to look it up, to be honest, Jess, because I had no idea what a cutman was. And my <laughs> son says, who are you have on? And it was from the... Um, Oh, the kickboxing. See, I don't even NFC. I don't know what it is, but my son's Uh, like read or whatever the letters are, and my son's like, no way, mom. Like all of a sudden, I was the cool mom in town. Well. Ah. You know, he sent me a workout shirt that uh, one of the gentlemen that's famous that he coaches or he's a cutman oh, wow. for, he sent me tape, he sent me a pass where he had signed wow. like a press pass. sent it for my son. I, I, I immediately, when I got it, I emailed him. I said, this is like the kindest thing anyone could have done. It's personal. You become personal with these people and you love sharing your story with them and you love sending business their way and and supporting them because it is it's personal it's so it's so much more intense than a regular networking event so I love that you said that it's um and you're giving away so much free information and it's it. The more you give, truly, truly, the more you get. And and if you don't believe that, try it because it becomes yeah. exponential in what you receive. You know, how right. can yeah. can now? My next question. I know people are saying my time is valuable. I have to spend time generating revenue for my business. Can you mm-hmm. really monetize a podcast, especially like you were saying with a small audience?
2: So how can you monetize a podcast? Okay, so first of all, we're talking with people who are business owners or you're working, you're executives in a business, and you're thinking, how can I use podcasting to grow my business? So monetizing a podcast with sponsors and advertising is probably not the route that you want to go, although even though it seems like it's this... Amazing, like sexy new revenue stream. It's not going, you're going to actually make more money in the long run off of your podcast if you use it as a marketing engine for your core business. So, for example, like I could probably make, and I actually have had sponsors that pay me around $300 a month to advertise on my show. Or I could focus on advertising my business and get a client worth $5,000 a year. Like, you know, I'll probably take the the latter. So, um, so focus on it as a marketing source. So using it, making sure number one, that your content is really relevant to your target audience. And this is something that you kind of have to test and learn as you go. And just using my own show as like kind of a case study for a long time, I did interviews about um, marketing, and I interviewed other marketing experts. And I realized after a while that, I had grown an audience, I had listeners who were engaged, they really liked me and my content. But it wasn't really attracting the people that actually work with me, like my clients. So that is one of the reasons I'm rebranding is to create more content that is more relevant to the people that were actually sign up for Interview connections. So that's important to think about. Um, so having content that is really relevant, interviewing people that are you know potential clients, these are all ways to make your podcast an effective marketing engine for your business. But if you are somebody that you want to start a show and you want to get ads and sponsors and monetize it with direct, Um, advertising revenue, you need your audience and your listeners to be so clearly defined because businesses only want to advertise in places where they know their target audience is listening or watching or consuming that content and they know exactly who their target audience is so if you want to prove that your show is one they should advertise on you need to clearly articulate who your listeners are you know i had a podcaster that approached me and they're like hey i would love for interview connections to advertise on the show and i said well you know i know who my um, clients are. So can you tell me who your target audience is? And he told me and he knew really clearly who his audience was. And I said, okay, that doesn't quite match up. So I wish you the best, but this wouldn't really be a good fit. So you need to be able to clearly articulate and be confident that your listeners um, are you know, a specific kind of, of person. Um, the numbers, download stats Is not as important nowadays because I think businesses and advertisers know that podcasting is advertising on podcasts is not about being in front of thousands upon thousands of people, but it's about being in front of the right people. How do you figure out
1: if you have the right people listening to you? Because the listeners really are anonymous to some extent.
2: Yeah, I think that, you have to get some engagement. So that's the other thing is actually getting engagement. So one thing you can do is have a survey um, and you know ask your listeners who they are. So podcasters are pretty quiet and they do feel invisible because they're not really engaging with you. So that's where the hard work comes in, quite frankly, is getting your listeners to engage with you, coming up with creative ways for them to reach out to you. As you create episodes that are really valuable, then, and people will say, hey, I love that. Boom! Now you know who some now. Now you know who that listener is. So one thing that you could do an actionable tip is to start a spreadsheet, and every time one listener contacts you and says, "Hey, I liked your show, or I love this episode," write down their name, who they are, what their business is, if that's relevant, um, and one personal fact about them, and just start a running list of who the people mm-hmm. are that listen to your show. And it takes a while, you know. I have about now about 300 downloads an episode, um, so the number of listeners I have is probably like. That I know personally it 's probably like ten or twenty of those three hundred, but they tend to be a good representation of the rest of the of the audience so yeah, that's, it's just about you know, getting your listeners to engage with you, coming up with calls to action. My friend Harry Duran hosts Podcast Junkies, and he has a thing where at the end of the show, he comes up with a hashtag for that episode. And he says, yeah, if, you're, if you send out a tweet or the first to email me with, you know, with the hashtag, I'll send you a T-shirt. So sure. every episode, he's probably getting people that email him, and he's, now he's learning who his listeners are. That's awesome. That's great. That's a great way to do it, right? Give something fun
1: away. A yeah mom, whatever right How that's cool what i did. like
2: i got i got t-shirts you know hashtag rock the podcast and so when i like bribery is the best thing you know i'm getting my clients to fill out a survey and nobody wants to fill out surveys they will now just they don't want to do that so i said hey i'll send you a free t-shirt if you fill this out so now my clients are like okay <laughs> so now i'm you know, obviously i know them because they're my clients So you can do the same thing with your listeners like i'll send you a free search t-shirt if you fill out the survey that's awesome. That's such a clever
1: idea. Plus, you're given the T-shirt with your logo on it or whatever, exactly. you know, whatever hashtag, Branding. whatever. So that's kind of cool too. Um, again, marketing, yeah. marketing, 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 always marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What? What are the resources uh, that that you would recommend or that people should perhaps research if they're thinking about doing podcasting? In addition to this.
2: Well, I would definitely recommend my own website because I do. I create a ton of content for people who want to do podcasting, and especially for entrepreneurs. Like my, you know, there's a lot of sites around how to start a podcast, and quite frankly, a lot of those videos on YouTube and blogs are really aimed at the person, the individual who wants to kind of learn how to edit audio and learn how to submit a show to iTunes. If you are hearing this interview right now, and you are an executive in a business, you're a manager in a business, you're owner of a business you should not be doing all this yourself you really need to outsource it and get a team around you who can take care of all of the the moving parts and then you're the actual you know you're the personality on the air
0: mm-hmm. so
2: all of my content is um created with that goal in mind, that you are going to be delegating a lot of the tasks that are involved in it. So I would definitely start there. JessicaRhodes.biz is my website with all my blogs, podcasts, and videos. And there's a search bar. So if you're looking for something in in particular, you can search it. And I probably have done a video or a blog or a podcast about it. Um, And then the other thing is I would recommend finding a good editor, you know, an actual somebody that can edit your audio and post it. I work with Podfly Productions. They're at podfly.net, and they can take your audio, they can edit it, they can get you on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all those places. So it's just about building the right team around you so you can focus on being a good radio personality because that's a whole thing we didn't even talk about. It's like a whole other episode is actually how to be engaging on the air, which I think kind of you and I are pretty engaging if I do say so myself. So you can also just... <laughs> You can also just learn by listening to Connie, listening to other shows where the hosts are engaging and just truly learning by listening to other examples and then just practicing because it doesn't matter how many podcasts you listen to, you're not going to be good when you first start, so you just have to get started it's interesting
1: the uh, producer of this show uh, she's wonderful she's been coaching me for about a year and a half now maybe maybe a little bit longer and we were joking the other day I don't know what we're talking about and she has some sponsors and authors that want to come on and so it's going to be another revenue stream for the show Mm -hmm. and we're chatting and she said because you know you had a really good coach to get you so good at the show and I laughed and I said but it's really true because you you don't know what you don't know and, and when you have an expert like yourself or you know, somebody that can coach you, it really does make an inf- in it makes an influence or makes makes um your message so much clearer and yeah. so much more impactful. But I'm giggling because when you said you think you and I, we have a great energy together, no question. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm thinking we're rocking this podcast, you know, rock we the are. podcast <laughs> So let's. The other thing, Jeff, tell everybody about your book, which um, you're giving it free, and, and just give all that information because I think that's really helpful and cool too.
2: Yeah, so my, uh, my book is at interviewconnectionsbook.com. Um, it's called Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic. So I really, it's, you know, like I said, you know, I've done a lot of blogging and podcasting and videos, and everything that I've really talked about in the past and more, I've put into this book, and I want to get it into as many hands as possible who need it. So it is free. All you have to do is pick up the shipping and handling, so you can get it at interviewconnectionsbook.com.
1: Awesome, and everybody, don't worry. I'm going to post it as I always do because I know a lot of folks listen while while commuting to work. So not only am I going to put the book uh, connection, the book link, which is interviewconnectionsbook.com, and I'll backlink it so you guys could go right in and pick up pick up the book. Also, you have videos and some other things along with that. Correct.
2: Yes, absolutely. There's some free videos, um, free training videos that you'll get after you after you get the book. So, yeah, definitely head on over to InterviewConnectionsBook.com very inter- very interactive and I'll also put Jessica Rhodes.biz. She has a ton of free resource, uh, free content
1: and resources there uh, for you guys as well. Also, if you need my help in any way, you guys know how to reach me. Call, uh, no, don't call me. Email me directly at Connie at I do personally respond. If there's a topic that you really want me to cover that is related to change, I'm happy to do that. If you have a story to tell that you'd like to share that you think would help others, Again, giving back, uh, let me know that as well. And, of course, if I could be of service to you and your company, um, again, Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Don't worry. I promise I'll post Jessica's information. And, Jess, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. I think we covered so much. I hope that people actually go back listen and take notes because you've really given a tremendous amount of information and content that I think can help people again look at marketing from a little bit different perspective but I think it's it can be more impactful than do it not that you should stop doing the big networking event you have to do that too but I think this is such a nice personal way of uh, connecting with people on a deeper level and I love that who who, who was the person who said go deep oh Paul Colligan I love that it is it's all about and for me what we do really is personal I don't care what business line or industry you're in what we do is personal keep it personal and go deep Mm -hmm. so I love that Paul Colligan I'm going to use him um, when I train and other things because we do need to go deep with people Jess thank you again for being an amazing guest Um, I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question build and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's possible even if it's uncomfortable it's probably easier than we often think Um, Jess thanks again for being an awesome guest I hope that your insights and ideas have inspired people to take that leap of faith and start doing their own podcasting again to go deeper with their uh, clients and folks that resonate with them so thank you for that I think this was a great show
2: you're welcome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, really my pleasure. You all have been
2: listening to Architect of Change with me, your host
1: Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much everyone. Have an inspired week and go and rock your own podcast. Have a great one.
0: You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here.